This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is MPV Season Pass on Think Radio with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Here it is, the week of college football. Oh, man, I'm so excited, Jay. <laughs> In the state of Mississippi, uh, and everybody's lost their mind. Because, oh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it could be a big season in college football. I, I, I predicted some big seasons for all of our big three and uh, winning yes. records for two of our three SWAC teams. So yeah, you did. Not. Follow Jay White at Jay White Sports <laughs> on Twitter. And follow me, too, at Sam E. Wells. Boy, this is going to be an exciting season. Exciting show, Jay. A uh, variety, a veritable plethora of folks coming <laughs> on the program today. Uh, Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins will be on the show today. Southern Miss will open the season at the Commonwealth against Kentucky. You and me both think the Southern Miss Golden Eagles going to walk in there and, and beat yeah, six and, a half, six and a half point underdogs, which is actually that's kind of surprising to me. But I think that's uh, that's the patch on the sleeve. The the four or five former computer rankings that were combined as part of the BCS rankings back in the day, they've all come out for the preseason this year. Southern Miss was seventy first. Probably a good thing that that's not still used. <laughs> They're our national champion because there's no way out of one hundred and twenty eight teams that Southern Miss is the seventy first best team yeah not, not with, uh, even close not with nick mullins and then uh you know new uh new coach jay hobson coming in there too so it's going to be a big uh night for southern miss against kentucky and i think uh like i said i think they get the job done this might be stoops last year because i have him losing to both the mississippi schools <laughs> at least anyway southern miss and mississippi state they got to get to bowl eligible and uh, if they lose to Southern Miss to start the season, they're already behind the eight ball. Jackson State Tigers will take on the UNLV Running Rebels tonight Yeah, in Las Vegas. I guess they still call them the Running Rebels, or is that just the basketball team? I think they're the Running Rebels. Okay. Yeah. You know, Ole Miss and UNLV, the only two Rebels in the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The person who came up with the nickname for UNLV is from Madison, Mississippi. How about that? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Things I know they always learn a lot of MVP. things that the, that in Nevada back in the day were patterned after the old South. So it's very interesting um, if you watch that game and it's going to be streamed on uh, Campus Insiders website. Um, the Vegas, the the Las Vegas field, like all of the where all of the yard markers are, like the numbers. Yeah, uh, they they've got like. Uh, Dollar signs? Uh, well, no, but it's like those, uh, the, I don't know what you call them. The it's suits like, of cards? Yes, thank you. The, yeah. the card suits. I couldn't, suits is the word I couldn't That's find. awesome. But they're, they're like red and black, and it's like a, a heart and a spade and all this other stuff, and it, it alternates. Puppy dog, puppy dog feet? Right. Puppy toes, that's it. <laughs> they alternate down the field. It's pretty funny, actually, but it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting look. But Jackson State, and I don't know how successful they'll be. UNLV had a bad year last year, and they played one FCS game against Idaho State, and they won eighty to eight. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, how much of an uphill climb this is for Jackson State, but uh, at least it'll be a good payday for the athletic department, and they'll have a good time. Oh yeah, they'll definitely have a good time. <laughs> I hope the yeah. the folks there. If they don't, uh, they're not doing it right. You're right. If I hope they uh, get a chance to enjoy the city for yeah. a minute. The Rebels have a huge opening game against Florida State on uh, Labor Day night. Uh, huge, huge national implications for this game. Ole Miss uh, comes into the season right number 11 in the AP, Florida State number 4. The last time Ole Miss played a huge opener like this, they opened the 1992 season against Auburn and just blasted 
Pat Dye's Auburn Tigers, I believe, forty-five to twenty-one or forty-two to twenty-one, and one of the touchdowns was a ninety-six-yard interception return by Cassius Ware wow. for a touchdown to beat Auburn as Billy Brewer got the Rebels ready for that Do big I smell opening. a little audio later? A little audio clip? Maybe. Maybe so. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, as Billy Brewer got the Rebels ready for that huge victory over uh, over the Auburn Tigers. Propelled Ole Miss to an 8-3 and season and a uh, trip to drumroll please the Billy Brewer special, the Liberty Bowl, Jay. That's right. So. Oh, man, you just reminded me. D. Dallas passed away. D. Dallas was a Heisman finalist in 1989. One of the best option quarterbacks in the history of college football. Still holds the Air Force Academy's all-time leading rushing record and was the starter and the star of that Air Force team that took on Ole Miss in the 1989 Liberty Bowl. I, I don't remember. that. He's 48, I think. Huh. Suburban Atlanta. Okay. Died in a car accident. That's tragic. But uh, Makes me feel yeah. old. But, yeah, right. what, a, <laughs> what a big game for Ole Miss to open the season. And, of course, Mississippi State will play against South Alabama. Don't worry, State fans. We're going to get to you guys uh, a lot more in depth in just a minute. We'll talk about Dak Prescott starting for the Dallas Cowboys, and we'll talk about Mississippi State and who will start for the Bulldogs this year. We are efforting someone to be on with us next week. The uh, NFL season begins uh, on the 15th anniversary of September 11th. And, of course, Mississippi State, the first game back after the terrorist attacks of 9-11 as they played South Carolina in a kind of a lackluster game where the dogs were beaten on ESPN. So uh, we'll have some special stuff for everyone next week about that and about the NFL and specifically the New Orleans Saints kicking off the 2016 season. Yeah, I don't think they're ready. <laughs> they don't want to kick the season off. Their last preseason game is tonight, and they've already said starters are playing. That never happens. Starters mm, especially you know, starters don't play week four of the, of the NFL exhibition season. Especially what's been happening in the last couple of days with Teddy Bridgewater and you know the left guard for the Colts also was hurt. So uh, folks pulling it in starters left and right for this uh, last round of preseason football coming up. So I don't we'll, know what happened to Bridgewater's knee. Um, I don't know if there's video, if there's not, thankfully. But uh, some reports have come out that he he tore his knee up so badly that they had to get his like trainers, had to rush out to where he was and get his knee mobilized and work quickly. Or he might have had to have like his leg amputated wow. at the knee. I mean, he, evidently, he he blasted everything. That's in, awful. In his knee. And because they worked so quickly and got it stabilized, that, you know, and, and, and got him up and, and moving toward where they needed to go from an emergency standpoint, that that could have saved his leg and career. Oof. Leg number one, career number two. Yeah. You know. Not too much time left to speak about this. Dak Prescott named starter for the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. We'll have more on this next week with the NFL kicking off. First of all, what an awful way to win a starting job for your first ever NFL season for <laughs> Dak Prescott. But two, could the sports gods smile any bigger on the state of Mississippi and have Eli Manning versus Dak Prescott to start the 2016 season? Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. By the way, the Cowboys are working out Austin Davis, the former the record-setting Southern Miss quarterback. Yeah, but um, it, yeah, it's not the way you want to do it. Kellen Moore, who was the number two coming into the season, broke his ankle. He's done for the year, and then you know Romo, he he played a play, so he got hurt. And I hate to make it sound like that, but uh, I mean this is like five six years in a row. He's had like two punctured lungs and three back injuries and a hip and a shoulder and a clavicle and everything else. Um, he wants to keep playing. All good for him. Somebody wants to pay him to keep coming out there. That's fine. But, man, 
I, I don't know how you can stay invested in a guy like that. Uh, he's just not his body can't do it. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it certainly seems like it because when he was when he was healthy, that or he's the most snake bitten player ever. But yeah, man, Dak, he's been impressive in the preseason, and we'll see. And you've heard everybody and their brother and on the networks and everything like that talk about how it is going to change now. In the preseason, the defenses don't game plan. They're just kind of playing technique and, and things like that, and they're trying to improve and make decisions on roster spots. But now that we're about to get to the season, uh, once the season starts and you're in the season, the roster uh, the roster spots have been decided, and, and now they're, they're trying to stop you. They're not trying to figure themselves out. Yeah. Now they're trying to stop you. And that kind of may, that may change how it works a little bit. But, you know, people always talk about how Derek Jeter had intangibles. I'm not saying Dak Prescott will be as uh, successful in football as Jeter was in baseball, but I think he has some of those intangibles. That and an absolute lack of fear of failure. And I think those two things make for a good quarterback. Yeah, he's also going to have a really good offensive line, which he might not have yes. had arguably against uh, for Mississippi State the last couple of seasons, <laughs> at least the last two games, uh, against big power defensive lines in Ole Miss and, uh, and Alabama last year. Jay, who's going to play quarterback for Mississippi State this year? Nick Williams. And who else is going to play quarterback for Mississippi State this year? <laughs> well, that's what Dan Mullen said. He said he got clever and combined the two quarterbacks' names together. Their their depth chart came out for week one, and all three of them were listed as first string. It was Fitzgerald or Williams or Tiano, Nick Tiano, the third guy. And so um, that didn't really settle anything. I guess he, by making this joke, cut it down to two anyway. Yeah. I think all three will play. Maybe two. Nick uh, Tiano. Maybe all four will play. Nick Tiano's name is Nick as well. So and they got Wyatt know. Roberts, who was uh, the starter at East Mississippi last year. Yes. He may wind up playing, too. Yeah, that's true. Who so, knows? They might get all four of them in there, depending on what the score of the game winds up being. Yeah, you never uh, – it's certainly not decided yet. So Mississippi State will have some interesting things to look at after the first week. Going into that second game of the year against South Carolina, a pivotal game, I believe, for them and their uh, chances at a big-time bowl game. I think uh, for a lot of folks, the interesting thing in this state game will see will be how their, de- their, their defensive backfield plays. Uh, they lost two cornerbacks over the last week to injury, uh, one for the season, one for half the year, and uh, that's, a, that's a bad blow for them. Yeah, and uh, so you got um, you got a, a junior college guy and Lashard Durr coming in from Colin. He's going to take one spot. Jamal Graham, who was uh, recruited, uh, highly touted guy to Newton County as a wide receiver. He's been flipped a year or so ago over to the defensive side, and he's the other corner. But uh, I mean, those guys were the depth up until a week ago. Yeah. Now they're the starters. Who's the depth? Yeah, you know, and especially in the SEC where you're going to have a lot of spread situations, and they're going to it's going to require. You know, three, four defensive backs out there at one time. Sometimes that's it, it, that is really going to be. They're going a lot of guys are have to grow up real fast at that spot. Yeah, for sure. I tell you, we're uh, one of the teams in the state of Mississippi who knows who their quarterback is already. Nick Mullins. He'll join us coming up next. It's MPB's season pass right here on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to MPB Season Pass with Sam Wells. I'm Jay White. Now welcoming onto the program the uh, Conference USA Preseason Offensive Player of the Year, first team All-Conference USA, 
And uh, last year, the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year, Nick Mullins, the senior quarterback at Southern Miss. Big comeback for Southern Miss last year. Of course, you took the reins uh, uh, during the season as a freshman in a season where Southern Miss went 1-11 and and uh, played for a title last year. And now this year, you're one of the favorites in the league. Tell me about that transformation of this program and how, how that's been personally for you. Uh, you know, it's been a long journey. And uh, it's been awesome to be able to, um, you know, be a part of that journey with some great teammates. And I think that's one thing that's going to be special about this year is, you know, we have a lot of guys, pretty mature group that have been here for a while. You know, we have some new playmakers, but the core of this team has been here for a while, you know, and they've earned everything that they've gotten. And uh, so I think we're just eager to go out there and, uh, you know, earn more success, you know, because nothing that we've gotten has been given to us. So uh, I just through all the whole journey really just – you know, you get what you deserve, and uh, you earn what you work for. And uh, that's kind of how I've uh, gone about it, and this team's gone about it. Now, this is not really related to anything with this season, but that the first win, that last game of the, the, the season a couple years ago when you beat UAB in Birmingham, and it broke the long losing streak for the program. Uh, I mean, could you see – I mean, did you guys know – I mean, did you, did you know that the work you were putting in, eventually it was going to bear fruit – and in that game, did you know, not just did you break a streak, but you guys were in for something good coming in the next couple of years? Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, you you know, through all the losses and all the tough times, you definitely have to keep your faith, uh, you know, keep confidence that you're a good football player. And uh, through that, I think we did. You know, talk about the core group of guys that we've had. You know, we stuck together. You know, we worked hard. We grinded it out. And uh, all for what we knew what was to come, you know, and I think – you know, um, just to change the mindset of the program, uh, you know, after my sophomore year, really, you know, just kind of had a, a refocus uh, mentally. And I think that's what's changed us uh, the most is just uh, the attack mindset every single day. And, um, you know, people ask me about, you know, how we transform. It's honestly just put your head down and going to work. And, uh, you know, that's all we've done. New head coach this year, um, you got uh, Jay Hobson coming in from Alcorn State, who's uh, a championship coach in his own right, pedigree coming over from Alcorn, a couple titles in a row there in the SWAC. What, what's the differences? What have the differences been, if you can, if you can put it in a nutshell, what are the differences between uh, the previous coaching staff and the one you have now coming into your senior year? Yes, sir. You know, Coach Hop, you know, he's, he's a Southern Miss guy. You know, he's known and been around Southern Miss for a long time. He was here back in, uh, you know, the early 2000s when they had a lot of success. And, uh, you know, the things that he preaches are, um, you know, just being nasty and being tough. You know, I think everything about this program, I think Southern Miss, you know, they made their name on being just a tough, hard-nosed group of guys. And, uh, you know, that's what he's going to preach every day. Offense, defense, special teams, we're going to be tough. We're going to be nasty. And uh, we're going to work as a unit out there. You know, one of our things, you know, 11 brothers are hard to beat. I mean, if you have a unit that's going to work together, then, uh, and they play the hardest, the smartest, and uh, they execute, then, uh, you know, you're going to get a really, really solid football team. So I think the biggest thing for him is he just preaches nastiness, toughness, going to work every single day. You know, just an old-school ball coach that uh, all he knows is uh, hard work. Nick, let me ask you about, uh, you know, last year, 4,400 yards, 38 touchdowns, all everything in Conference USA, a lot of notoriety around the country. Uh, when you know you had a great season and you know that the team – uh, is going to have high goals the next year. What what do you do in the off season uh, when you have numbers that are almost you know some of the best in the country? What do you do to try to improve? Do, do you try to get better, or do you try to refine things and fine tune things, or how do you how did you approach this past off season? Uh, you know, um, really not much differently, honestly. You know, we had to work hard to get to get to the top. 
And, you know, I think one thing that is a challenge is, uh, you know, getting complacent. You know, the great teams can never get complacent. You know, great players can never get complacent. And uh, so I think this season, you know, we've done a great job of, you know, we're confident in what we do, but we're not content with it. And I think that's the biggest thing. You cannot be content with where you are. You've always got to keep climbing. And uh, I think that's one thing that we've just emphasized. You know, keep climbing. You can do more. You know, we call it growth mindset. And I think if we, this team, you know, they've had a growth mindset through the entire off season. And um, at the end of the day, off the field stuff, it means nothing. It, at the end of the day, it means nothing. You know, and I kind of tell myself that. The only thing that matters is the plays made on the field. And uh, those plays, you know, we're trying to make those Saturday. And so that's why we practice hard today. I, I, I hear you, and I understand what you're saying. But, but there's also the potential that you could play on Sundays after this year. And I know you're going for a championship right now, and you're all in with the team, and I get that. But how do you uh, – are you concentrating anything on all on a balance between you know improving yourself and making yourself as available and ready as you have to be with the NFL process for rookies and this potentially big Southern Miss season coming up? Oh, yes, sir. I mean, you're aware of uh, – you know, you're certainly to an extent aware and thankful of the opportunities that um, – any you know, of the things that are, you know, blessed upon us when you play well. But um, at the same time, you just have to stay focused. Um, you know, it's it's team effort, you know. And um, so I think those are the things that's going to matter. If I play within the team, you know, and just stay focused on my job, then everything else will take care of itself. You know, I've kind of told myself, y'all, it's just, it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out. So you do continue to prepare, prepare as much as you can, and that's how you're going to play well, and that's how you're going to make the next level. And so for me, it's just really been about uh, focus. All right. Well, let me ask you about the the excuse me. Let me ask you about the first game of the season. You guys are going into SEC country. You're taking on Kentucky. They've uh, spent a bunch of money revamping their stadium, and you guys are you're going to be there when they unveil this to their fan base and everything. But, but it's it's a crossroads year for them. It's important for them to get all their non conference games because. And they've had a bunch of five and seven teams in a row, and if they miss bowl season this year, they may have a coaching change. So this game is high leverage, higher than usual for both programs. A little bit about your team's mindset as you guys head up to bluegrass country this week. Uh, you know, we're, we're focused. I think that's really just focus and execution. You know, that's kind of what we've been preaching this week. You know, Southern Miss, they haven't, we haven't beat an uh, SEC team in 16 years, and, uh, you know, we've kind of been drilling that in our minds. It's an incredible opportunity for us, um, but at the same time, you got to go in confident. You know, you got to go in ready. You got to be confident that you're good enough to make those plays. And uh, so, you know, we're where the environment. You know, Kentucky, they're a great team. They got some experienced defensive backs, uh, some long DBs. You know, and so uh, it'll be a good test for us. But uh, we're excited. You know, and um, you know, we can't, we can't. You know, just got to stay relaxed out there, stay focused, and uh, that's how we're going to have success. It's pretty remarkable. You guys lost a, a ton of yardage out of your skill positions last year, but you still have a ton of yardage coming back. It's a credit to how good the offense was last year. You had Ito Smith, the tailback, and a, a couple of receivers coming from East Mississippi, and then, of course, DJ Thompson coming back. But you're going to have two, uh, two uh, first-time starters at the tackle positions. Tell me how that, uh, that maturization process has been for you and your offensive line. Yes, sir. I think it's uh, it's all about doing things together, you know, especially talking to new guys in general. Uh, you know, you got to trust the guys up front, and uh, the only way to build that trust is to do things together. You know, go as hard as you can on the practice field, in the weight room, 
uh, in the film room, you know, got to do it together. You know, outside of football, got to do things together. And I think that's how you build the most chemistry. And uh, it's been a good process. You know, very confident in those guys. And, you know, have had some ups and downs, obviously. You know, you get new tackles, never eat, never simple transition. Yeah. But, um, you know, they've been very willing to, you know, work hard, grind, and uh, embrace their position. You know, I mean, this is what they work for. They work for opportunities to, uh, you know, shine at their spot. And, uh, you know, so that's what they're so excited to do. And uh, it's coming together at the right time. The uh, This season, uh, you guys are going to be favored probably in, in 10 of your 12 games. Uh, and, and this Kentucky game, I know a lot of people think you guys are, are, are a decent bet to come out of there with a win. I know y'all are locked in on it, but uh, what what is the ceiling for this team? And, and as a team, I don't know if you're taking it you know, one game at a time or, or, or anything like that, but what do you think the ceiling can be for the Southern Miss team in 2016? Uh, you know, I think all, all of our goals are ahead of us. You know, and I think that's a beautiful thing about the beginning of the season. You know, our, we have no limits right now. You know, and so, so, you know, have that in front of us to keep all of our goals ahead of us. The only way to achieve those goals is to uh, work hard one day at a time. And uh, but we're excited. You know, we're confident, ready to get out there and make some plays. You know, we've uh, you know, it's the course of the off season. You know, you go and get the same guys over and over and over. So this team's so ready and focused to uh, get out there and make some plays in front of a crowd against some new defenders. And, uh, you know, I think that's how we're going to have success. You know, just go out there one day at a time, one game at a time, and at the end of the day, you know, count your chips at the end of the season. Finally, let me ask you, uh, the, the video went viral uh, about a week or so ago when you guys had your, your new locker room at the stadium unveiled to you, and that was a great video to watch. And, and the first thing I thought of is, uh, you know, you and a bunch of the other seniors and, and a lot of the people that – have been around since the days were not so great. And and uh, look, the, the Southern Miss football program, a lot of people don't understand how, how you go from 12 to zero to one, you know, back into double double figures. That's, I mean, that's, that's three lifetimes worth of football shifts that you guys have done in two or three years. But uh, for the guys who were there when the times were so tough, what was it like walking into that locker room, which is gorgeous, by the way. Everybody was hooting and hollering. But what was it like to walk into that locker room and see some of y'all's work again kind of come to fruition? Right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I mean, it was an incredible feeling. You know, we walked in there. We were so, we were so excited, so hyped, you know. Um, I thought one cool thing was, you know, the first thing we did was sing the fight song together. Yeah. You know, and that was a player thing. Like, you know, we're here. You know, we're here together. It's a fight song. You know, and I think that just shows the brotherhood of this program. And, uh, you know, that's what gets me excited. You know, we earned everything we got to walk in and see, you know, the beautiful donations that uh, we've been blessed with. Uh, definitely makes you step back, you know, kind of put you in your place, makes you feel uh, very thankful for, uh, you know, all the things that you get uh, because of hard work. Well, I know Southern Miss fans are thankful for Nick Mullins, and uh, they're really going to drink this season in as, you know, each game they're going to be watching you, knowing that uh, next year you'll be gone, but they've still got this year to enjoy you in a well, we could, a bunch of career marks could be set this year. Nick, thank you so much. Congratulations on last year, and hope all the best for you this coming season. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
It's MPB's Season Pass on MPB Think Radio. I am Sam Wells. Jay White has gone. He started his college football Thursday night watching uh, early today. He will be back, uh, of course, with us next week. Uh, we are proud to be joined by Scott McKinney, host of Scotty Mac in the morning down on the Florida pan in the Florida Panhandle. And Scott, uh, first of all, how's it going, man? Thanks for joining us this morning. Sam, great to be with you. We are... Uh... Of course, uh, all excited about the college football season. We're a little bit tempered because we're having to keep an eye on this tropical storm, uh, Hermine, right now, which is uh, uh, coming in uh, fairly close to us later today, probably down around Apalachicola. So we've got some uh, overcast skies, uh, the uh, surf in the Gulf right now. For those folks uh, there in the Jackson and across the state of Mississippi area, the Jackson area, the, know about our beautiful beaches, but it is some kind of high waves uh, out there right now. So we're we're kind of watching one eye on football and one eye on the weather. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, man, you guys be careful down there. Real quick about the weather, I think a lot of folks thought that uh, it might interfere with the ball game between Ole Miss and Florida State uh, and Orlando, but it looks like it's going to steer uh, steer through there a little bit earlier than it, as expected, I guess. Yeah, and, and that's the good thing. This storm is picking up speed, and uh, by the time that game kicks off Monday, that storm will be well up north of New York in the Atlantic. should be a beautiful night. I I was just talking to some friends. Uh, you know, we're planning on um, flying down Monday afternoon. The game flying right back. Everything looks great. So, uh, what's what's really cool is by the time high school football here in the Panhandle fires up tomorrow night, we should have good weather then. So, uh, the next uh, 24 hours, we're going to get a little rain and wind and what have you, but then we'll be good to go. So it'll be time to. Let the toe meet leather. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of that, Scott, that's why we got to get you. Well, that's why we have you in here. What a huge opening game, especially for uh, someone like yourself, of course, an Ole Miss alum, and then of course, and, uh, with a show in the Florida Panhandle. What is the talk of the town down there uh, in regards to this ball game? Of course, Ole Miss number eleven, Florida State number four. It could be a college football playoff preview. Uh, it could be a coming out party for Chad Kelly, or it could be uh, a Florida State stamp on uh, the SEC. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny. We we do these score contests on our uh, show across the Panhandle. We have three FM stations, uh, one in Pensacola, one in the Panama City area that reaches into Tallahassee, and then one here in the Destin-Fort Walton area that we simulcast on. And th- It was about 70% of our picks uh, for that game were coming in favoring Ole Miss, and which was a little surprising because we're only about uh, 75, 90 miles or so from, from Tallahassee. and. <laughs> Big Florida State fan base down here, as you can imagine. But um, I think the Florida State fans are a little bit cautious. They know that they've got a freshman at quarterback. Uh, they know that they're very talented, but they know they're going to be playing a, a team from the SEC that has speed. And and so uh, I think they're cautiously optimistic about the game. Um, I think the Ole Miss fans down here are the same, cautiously optimistic. So um, I, I know that – the folks at Tallahassee will tell you, or the Florida State fans will tell you, they they sure wish the game was being played in Tallahassee. Of course, Ole Miss folks would love for the game to be played in Oxford. So, uh, but it's in Orlando, and and I think that uh, I think everybody's kind of anxious. Uh, you know, it's too bad we have to wait all the way till Monday to get to that game. Oh man, the last game of the weekend, Ole Miss and Florida State. Scott, you spoke about the quarterback. Let's talk about him just a little bit. Uh, what do Ole Miss people uh, need to know about uh, about this kid? Of course, a redshirt freshman who will be making his first start under the bright lights of a Labor Day Monday night football kickoff. You know, uh, Sam, I had a chance to watch this kid, DeAndre Francois, play in high school down in Orlando. They came up to the Panhandle, played a couple of teams, and was very impressed with him. Uh, he he just has a knack for, for being around the, the big play. And what I mean by that is, 
you know, if there's a big play to be made, he's the kind of guy that, that he has this ability just to make them. Uh, he can turn a he, – he's one of those guys, and we've seen him at old, guys like this at Ole Miss before, uh, unfortunately against us a lot of times. <laughs> but uh, you, you've seen a guy where he's, he's trapped in the backfield, and then all of a sudden he, he, he jukes left and makes a step right, and, you know, he breaks it off for a 30-yard gain. So containment is going to be a huge key uh, in, in for this kid in stopping him. Uh, and then, you know, he's got a guy like Dalvin Cook. He can take the pressure off of him a little bit. But I will tell you what's interesting. There's been an interesting development down here this week. And the reason DeAndre Francois is starting is because their veteran quarterback, Sean McGuire, uh, had a broken bone in his foot. You know, he's coming off ankle surgery after the Peach Bowl last year and had a really good summer. Didn't go through spring, but had a good summer and a good start to fall camp until he broke his foot. He had surgery, and they thought he would miss the first three games. Well, I talked to Randy Sanders, who is uh, by by title anyway, the offensive coordinator at uh, Florida State, used to be at Tennessee, yeah. Kentucky, very good friend. And and they're getting Sean McGuire ready. I mean, he is practicing two and a half weeks early. Now, part of that is because the, the foot is healing quicker. But the other part of that is they feel like they need an insurance policy <laughs> with DeAndre Francois because – they don't have a number two quarterback. Their number two quarterback, J.J. Constantino, is is look great kid, but he is not very good. And they know that if Francois takes a hit or if he's not, you know, hitting on all cylinders, they've got to have something back there just as an insurance policy. And so the, even the Florida State coaches are are excited about what Francois brings to the table, but at the same time, they're a little nervous. And I will tell you. I've had people ask me all the time, so who does he remind you of? Well, when we saw him play in high school football um, coming out of Orlando, he reminded me a lot of Nick Marshall, uh, the kid at Auburn, you remember. Oh, yeah. Ago, who Speak about, talk great. about somebody being around big plays. Oh, my gosh. You know, <laughs> they, they play exactly alike, uh, uh, Sam. I mean, they, they really do. And, you know, Nick Marshall wasn't a great passer. I think DeAndre Francois is a little bit better passer than he's given credit for. But, again, you know, making reads against a speedy defense is going to be different. Uh, I will tell you this, one of the benefits he gets is he's going up against the Florida State defense every day. You know, Randy Sanders told me as well that this is the first year that they've let the number one offense go against the number one defense as much as they have. And, and it's simply because they wanted to get ready for the speed and size they're going to see against Ole Miss. So I, a lot of people feel like that uh, Francois is a kid that, uh, you know, it, it, let me back up and say this. He's got to learn, Sam, that sometimes it's okay to throw the ball out of bounds, and sometimes it's okay to take a three-yard gain. And so that's what they're trying to tell him. You don't have to make a 25-yard gain every play. Yes, yeah, so sounds like uh, the same stuff that Chad Kelly had even uh, go back a little bit. Bo Wallace had to learn for uh, uh, for yeah. Ole Miss. Uh, Scott, speaking of the defense, this is uh, the matchup I think a lot of people are looking at, the receiving uh, core of Ole Miss against the secondary of Florida State. And, man, they've got some heavy hitters in that secondary, especially at safety. Uh, how good are these guys uh, in the backfield for in the defensive backfield for Florida State. Yeah, there's good news, good news and bad news, Sam, <laughs> in that uh, the good news is Ole Miss, they don't have to face Jalen Ramsey. And uh, Jalen Ramsey, of course, who's gone on to the NFL, um, it was he, he may have been the best defensive back I've ever seen. I mean, he was just unbelievable. Uh, the guy was just, I mean, I, I just, you know, I'm just blown away. And fortunately for Ole Miss people, he's gone on to the NFL. But, but Jimbo and his staff, they've done a great job uh, of recruiting, and you're going to see guys, for example, like Trey Marshall and Marquez White, and 
uh, guys like uh, Derwin James, who I think may be the best free safety in the country, and he's only a sophomore. Uh, Tavarius McFadden is one of their corners who's just, I mean, he is so fast. Uh, they have they have SEC speed, and that's what Jimbo brings. A lot of people forget Jimbo's time with Nick Saban at LSU, and he understands what SEC speed is. And that's what Chad's going to face. This is If you're an Ole Miss fan, you almost have to look at this game as, hey, this is an SEC game. It's a non-conference game, yes, but you're facing an SEC-caliber team. Uh, it's probably no different than facing Alabama or LSU, and uh, that secondary is a big reason. They're deep and they're fast. And uh, Now, one thing they were susceptible to last year at times was they get a little bit uh, out of position, if you will, and give up some big plays. So if Ole Miss is patient – I think they're going to have some opportunities for some big plays. Yeah, it should be an, uh, just an awesome matchup with, uh, with with the Florida State defense and Ole Miss's receiver. Scott, Ole Miss uh, hadn't had an opener this big in a long time. I believe you were working at Ole Miss in 1992 when the Ole Miss Rebels opened the season against the Auburn Tigers and put a whooping on uh, on Pat Dye's uh, final team at Auburn. Uh, and I know you were around the program a little bit. How does a coach and how did a coach uh, like Billy Brewer prepare a team uh, to open at such a huge opening game? I mean, you know, sometimes people get to, to open up against a, a smaller non-conference opponent. But, boy, this is a huge matchup for both these teams. It is so funny you, you bring that up, Sam, because we were talking about it on, on my show this morning. And that is Hugh Freeze has a little bit of Billy Brewer in him, in my opinion, in that Billy was the best I've ever seen at playing the underdog role. And and Billy would, would tell you and tell those – I mean, gosh, Marty, we would be on the practice field watching practice, and he would have those kids saying, you know what, it is us against the world. Nobody believes in you, but, you're, you know, these people on this field. And, and he would have those kids so wired by the time they hit the practice I, – I, or by the time they hit the game field. I remember – that uh, 92 game against Auburn, and uh, Ole Miss goes into that game. If you recall, you know people thought Auburn would just would just run away with with Ole Miss, even though Auburn was going through some of its own issues. And Ole Miss, uh, we wound up winning the game. I think it was like 45 to 21, uh, and 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 just really was a dominating performance. And I think Hugh Freeze is playing a little bit of that, from what I'm hearing, is that hey, these guys are predicted to win the national championship. These guys were won a national championship just a few years ago with Jameis Winston. These guys are one of the bell cows of college football. I think it's one of the reasons, Sam, that Ole Miss has beaten Alabama the last two years. Number one, because we've got really good talent comparable to Alabama, but at the same time, um, you know, Hugh Freeze gets these guys believing that, you know what, this is your opportunity to show you're just as good. I mean, uh, you know, it used to be Billy Brewer would say, you know, Auburn didn't recruit you. Now you've got a chance to go show Auburn you know, that they should have recruited you. Well, Florida State recruited a lot of our guys, and we recruited a lot of theirs. But but I think, you know, this is a real measuring stick. And, Sam, I've said this all summer. For, for Ole Miss fans that are as old as I am, and, I mean, I go back to the to the 70s, we remember those years of getting to six and seven wins, but it was always followed up the next year with a three-win season or a four-win season. And what Hugh Freeze has done is he's been able to win consistently but now it's time to see, can you win consistently when everybody thinks you're going to win consistently and when you've had to replace some big-time talent with other big-time talent. So 
I'm hearing good things up there, but I think he's playing that us against the world a little bit, and that's that's how Billy Brewer did it. Yeah, Billy was uh, real good at, at, at playing that uh, at playing that card, and a, a great motivator uh, as well. Also, a local guy, kind of like you too, who I think knows the importance of uh, of college football in Mississippi uh, at Ole Miss and around uh, the the state. Scott, we'll get your thoughts on the SEC when we get back. Uh, another team down there, uh, the Florida Gators, are expected to have a, a, a bounce back season, and Auburn, eh, not so much uh, as they're starting quarterback spend a little time over here in mississippi we'll hear about that with you scott when we get back it's mpb's season pass on mpb think radio this is mpb think radio mississippi public broadcasting It's MPB Season Pass with me, Sam Wells. Jay White will be back with us next week. We're uh, speaking with Scott McKinney of Scotty Mack in the morning down in the, the Florida Panhandle. Scott, if folks in Mississippi want to tune in uh, to your program, maybe Monday morning leading into the football game, how do they do that? Yeah, well, and actually, Sam, we'll be off Monday morning. Uh, for oh, yeah, Labor Day, duh. You know, I forgot. Well, we figured out that uh, when you're living down on the beach, you know, you take any time you can get to go to the beach. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, exactly. But they can tune in tomorrow morning. we got a big football preview show t- uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, 6 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Uh, they can go to our website, which is wearesportsradio.com. That's uh, wearesportsradio.com. Or if they've got their smartphone, they can download the TuneIn app and just search for the Ticket Sports Network. Uh, the Ticket Sports Network on TuneIn, they can listen on their phone. And uh, we, we get a lot of people from up in Jackson, Mississippi, who listen. So that's uh, a couple of ways they can definitely listen to the show. Oh, yeah, definitely from uh, from your old days and on the uh, on Southern Sports Tonight Radio Network. Uh, Scott, you covered the SEC for a while, and we enter into another big season uh, this weekend. Tonight, actually, uh, where right. the uh, where the, the Tennessee Volunteers, a lot of fanfare around this program. You think this is the year Tennessee gets back uh, to the Philip Fulmer ways of the early 2000s, or are are we jumping the gun a little bit? You know, Sam, it's funny. I, I've not been one that's bought into the Tennessee hype. I, I just haven't. Uh, I've, I've been a little disappointed in, in Butch Jones because I, I really like Butch, and I thought he would get it going. And for whatever reason, they've struggled. Um, I'll give you some idea. The last time that uh, that Tennessee beat the Florida Gators, uh, Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that gives you some idea how long that was. Um, but I do think Tennessee wins tonight. A lot of people feel like Appalachian State gives them a game tonight, but but I don't. I think Appalachian State is getting a lot of juice, a lot of love still from their victory 10 years or so ago over Michigan. And, uh, you know, those guys that played in that game are now 32 years old. So I, I think Tennessee's going to try to make a statement tonight. They're, they're going to try to show everybody that, hey, we're a really good football team, and I think people will leave this game tonight going, oh, Tennessee's back, but I, I did pick Florida to win the East down here this year. I, I like Florida a little bit better than Tennessee, but I think Tennessee will roll tonight. And Scott, speaking of the Gators, uh, of course, Will Greer was the uh, was the guy who came on the scene, uh, ironically against Ole Miss last year, just lit up the Rebels, and then poof, a uh, a little bit of a scandal, uh, and he has disappeared to West Virginia. What are the Gators looking like under center? And you have them winning the East this year, so you think a big uh, season for uh, for McElwain again for the Gators? I, I do, and you know what's funny. We always talk about, Sam, timing in life. And I think to myself, I thought about it last year. What what if Ole Miss had played uh, Florida late in the season? What, what if they had played Florida, say, 
you know, in game seven instead of game three. Think how big of a chance you know, that would have been that, you know, with all due respect to Trayon Harris, almost wins that game uh, against Trayon Harris and the Florida Gators. But, but I think, you know, they're, they're a team, if you go back to last year, they were horrible from about midway point on. They were terrible in the SEC championship game. They were terrible in their uh, bowl game blowout loss to Michigan. And so these Florida fans have had a bad taste in their mouth now for, good gracious, probably about nine months. And so Jim McElwain has talked about that. You know, he makes those caravan stops in the summer where he speaks to booster clubs and had a chance to catch up with him down here. And, you know, he said – he said, as excited as everybody is about football, we've all got a bad taste in our mouth about the way last year was, even though it was a 10-win season. They, yeah. they thought it was a, a bad deal. So I, I think they're going to try to set the tone early. Uh, Luke Del Rio, who started at Alabama and then went out to the West Coast, is back at Florida, you know, as a guy that's a little bit older. But, you know, he's getting really his first chance to lead a football team now. And, and uh, we'll see what happens with him behind that. You're talking about true freshman at quarterback. So, you know, as my old buddy Max Howell used to say, you know, you're one play away from your backup quarterback being your starting quarterback if, if he gets hurt. So um, I think Florida Gator fans are, are just hoping to see something offensively that will give them some hope for this year. They, they've got talent, Sam. My goodness, they've got talent. Uh, but it's just almost like they're sheep wandering in the woods. They just, they just can't seem to find any direction, and maybe they find it starting this weekend. Yeah, Scott, uh, back to uh, Magnolia State in the Western Division. Uh, a lot of people pick Mississippi State to finish seventh in the SEC West. They seemingly do that all the time, picking the dogs at the bottom. Uh, but Dan Mullen really knows how to get a lot out of his uh, out of his kids. And, uh, yeah, he no more Dak Prescott, but they seem to think no problem. Uh, we'll see a bunch of quarterbacks, I think, on Saturday. Uh, your thoughts on Mississippi State and if they can continue the uh, momentum they had from a year ago? You know, it's it's funny, Sam, because I get a lot of my Mississippi State information when you when you come on our show. <laughs> I sure hope the people in Jackson and Central Mississippi realize what a great source they've got for information when uh, they tune in and listen to you because you do an awesome job. But um, oh, the checks I, in the mail, Scott. Yeah, you got it. Right, good deal. Uh, I, I just uh, you know I'm like when you talked about it on our show, you, you know Mississippi State, uh, even going back to the days of Rocky Felker as coach there and. And Emory Ballard, in and, and those days, the year that they were picked to not have a chance, you know, they always seem to find a way, whether people overlook them or misjudge their talent. You know, Dan's had some good recruiting years there as well. He's had some opportunities to leave, and he's, he's made Starkville his home. And I, I think they may be a little bit better. Do they win the West? No. I, I, I'm not sure they, they will even finish in the top three in the West. But, you know, if they catch lightning in a bottle with their quarterback, which, let's be honest, that's what they did with Dak Prescott. Uh, if, if you really want to know the truth, go back to when Dak Prescott was recruited out of Louisiana, and, and not many people wanted him. I mean, here's the guy that's going to start at quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, and coming out of high school, he didn't have very many offers. Yeah. Uh, he, even LSU, his neighborhood school, didn't even offer him, you know? So, uh, you know, I think Dak said that, uh, you know, he didn't have, he had, what, three or four choices to make, and it wasn't, wasn't that difficult. So, to, to pick a the SEC school, but if they catch lightning in a bottle with this kid like they did Dak Prescott, you never know. So you, you got to know that Dan Mullen is really good at developing quarterbacks. He developed this some guy named Tebow yeah. and uh, Dak Prescott. So you got to feel like the guy knows what he's doing. And 
Yeah, I, I completely agree with you on that. I think they will definitely uh, they'll ruin somebody's season, and uh, and they may cost uh, one team uh, one of the favorites uh, this year. Be it uh, may maybe uh, Ole Miss uh, or Alabama or LSU uh, a, a shot at the SEC West. We'll let you get out of here, Scott. Talking about Auburn, boy, what an interesting situation they have going on down there, and it all starts with John Franklin the third. This kid uh, was a very unpopular. Uh, he was depicted very unfavorably in the uh, Netflix documentary uh, about uh, East Mississippi Community College. Uh, can this kid lead? Auburn back to the promised land, or is Gus looking at another tough season? We only got about a minute, Scott. All right, real quick, Sam, I'll tell you, I don't think Franklin's the quarterback. I, they're going to start Sean White. They're going to line Franklin up in the slot. I'm hearing and do different packages for him. But mark my word, I've said it all summer. Auburn people are not happy with this. I think Gus Malzahn gets fired in Auburn's open date after they lose to Mississippi State. I think they open the season Ooh. two and four, and they fire Gus Malzahn. The week after uh, they play Mississippi State with that open date, and I, I just think some times are ahead for Auburn. Oh man, that uh, that would be that would be quite the story of the SEC. Scotty Mack in the morning down there in the Florida Panhandle. Scott, I have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. We will speak next week. Uh, you and I will. Uh, but uh, good luck uh, on your trip down to uh, to uh, the uh, the ball game. And hey, good luck to the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, we got to pull for the Mississippi team, especially here on MPB Season Pass. Always an honor to be with you, Sam, and a big shout-out to all of our friends there in uh, Jackson, and we love you guys. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Scott. Thanks, Sam. Scott McKinney, uh, old old buddy of mine from uh, from back in, in college, uh, and, uh, of course, hosted a show uh, for many years here in the Jackson metro area and across uh, the southern states and across the southeast uh, called Southern Sports Tonight. Hey, MPB will be back at Fondred's first Thursday tonight. Uh, in the Metro Jackson area, and we're looking for signatures for the car tag. We are a couple of hundred short, so bring your pins when you come out there to uh, Founders First Thursday. You can talk to me, talk to Karen Brown, and a lot of other folks that are going to be here from MPB uh, Think Radio and MPB News as we will be ready uh, to, uh, to talk to you and get you signed up for the MPB car tag. Our thanks to Southern Miss quarterback Nick Mullins and Scott McKinney of uh, Scotty Mack in the morning down on the Florida Panhandle. A huge weekend coming up. Good luck to Jackson State tonight as they take on the other Rebels from Vegas. Good luck to all the Mississippi teams this weekend and hope everybody has an awesome time going to these football games. And Labor Day night, a big one. Ole Miss and Florida State, Mississippi State, of course, and South Alabama this weekend. Southern Miss and Kentucky. Hey, check uh, check around to see what uh, where your favorite team will be playing. Hey, and good luck to Mississippi College as they're going back up to Division II football this weekend. Stay tuned. Uh, Southern Remedy Kids and Teens with Dr. Jimmy Stewart is here. He's got a guest, a couple of guests with him. I'm looking at him right now. We're getting uh, we're getting you ready for for Southern Remedy. Thanks for listening to MPB Season Pass. For Jay White, I am Sam Wells. Have a wonderful